the antidote. 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 You're listening to the antidote with Dave Hawkins. With Christian music that doesn't suck.
I'm Dave Hawkins, and thanks for tuning in The Antidote. This program often gets into the music of artists who are on the fringe of Christian music. And sometimes their music may not have an overt Christian message, but you still find that faith perspective in their songs. Then there are bands like Tonight's Guest who fit squarely in the midst of the Christian music scene. Just before our new century came around, Voda was making music and wanting to connect with both mainstream and Christian audiences. And the band is still active and recording new music. You probably recognize tonight's opening song as a cover of Mumford & Sons' Wilder Mind. We'll be hearing a lot more about cover songs tonight, since that's what the latest album from Voda is all about. But we're also going to get into the band's history. I gave a call to Voda's Brian Olson, to get all the details. Here comes the first part of that talk, along with Open Up the Sky from Voda's 2013 album, Love Found Me. Brian Olson, head man of Voda, has joined The Antidote. It's great to have you here, Brian. It's great to be here, Dave. Thanks for having me. I always ask guests to take us back to the beginning. How about giving us the why and when of the band's roots? The why and when? Well, we're going to go back quite a few years. Um, always had the desire to be in music, be in a rock and roll band. Strangely enough, my spiritual upbringing was not in my home. I uh, didn't grow up in a Christian home. We never went to church for any reason, not even Christmas or Easter, just wasn't on uh, our agenda. And uh, born and raised in Connecticut. And I got invited to a small Baptist church youth group in high school. And that's where I heard the gospel for the first time and, and kind of dove in. And those teenagers became my really great friends, some of them still to this day. The interesting thing about that time was pretty legalistic on a lot of the rules. And rock and roll was a giant taboo, no-no sin. So <laughs> as, a, as a young rock and roller with my electric guitars, I had a dilemma in front of me. I loved that there was this God that says I was fearfully and wonderfully made. And at the same time, I was turning in my Van Halen and Motley Crue CDs and uh, reluctantly and and sadly trying to figure out how my musical desires were going to continue from that point. So there was this interesting time where I went off to Bible college. I was going to be a youth pastor and, and still playing electric guitar, wanting to write rock and roll and play rock and roll and listen to it and kind of feeling this weird conviction about it uh, because most of the people in our surroundings were against that. Eventually moved out to Nebraska and found a, a friend that I went to Bible college with. We started writing some music together and, and I met my wife here. This became home. And, um, Still, at that point, you know, the band thing was kind of like on weekends and whenever we could and was doing other things to support myself and our, our young family at the time. But always advancing, finding a chance to make albums and sending those albums out. Hopefully someone would hear it and care. And, and uh, what ended up happening was the Newsboys owned the in-pop records. They got a copy of one of our CDs 
and was really interested in it for their label, uh, which was obviously really exciting. And we got invited out to a couple of newsboy shows to open up for them. And we would see them at different festivals and things like that. And things were like slowly progressing or you, you're just kind of looking for that affirmation from someone in the industry that says, Hey, you're on the right track here. You're, what you're doing is pretty good. And what really kind of dove me into full time was that relationship with the newsboys turned into me getting asked by Peter Furler to join the band and play guitar with him. This was back in 2003 Jody, the guitarist, needed to just be off the road and wasn't sure if he's ever going to come back. But his daughter just needed 24-hour care mm -hmm. medically and, and things like that. So it's just the road was just not conducive to what he needed to do for being home with family. So I had this opportunity just drop in my lap to um, join one of the biggest bands in Christian music and um, tour the world with them, which was amazing. That happened for three years, and it was one of the highlights of not just my musical career, but my entire life. It was a really beautiful season to get to experience that. And it was also like this incredible internship. I always knew I still wanted to write music of my own. And, and uh, we actually did get to release our album while I was in the Newsboys. So it used to be called Casting Pearls. And um, the label at the time, right when we were working on our album, Casting Crowns came out with their debut album. And the label was like, you know, maybe you want to change your name just to have a little <laughs> differentiation with what they're doing. And so we changed our name to Voda at that time. And, but and, Voda, um, what a name. How did you ever dream that up? <laughs> you know, it was actually an accident. It was almost a strange misspelling. Our manager at the time was looking at this word Volta, which, which means to turn around, which had a lot of meaning with what we were doing, you know, to live a different path. We were heavily involved in ministry doing music. You know, we wanted to be more than just entertainment. So, yeah, so that name came from there. It, it looked good. It was four letters. It looked good on a T-shirt. I don't have a, a, an amazing story behind why we chose that name, but it stuck, and we went with it. We actually wanted a name that didn't have a lot of meaning, so it gave us an opportunity to kind of just, hey, let's define this name as a band. And the important thing was is that nobody was going to get you mixed up with Casting Crowns. <laughs> no. You know, and we probably could have kept our name. I remember doing a show where Mark Hall was there and, and he bought some Casting Pearls merchandise for his kid. We were pretty rocking musically, so we, we probably would have been fine keeping our name, but that's just how it went. I know there's something more, something worth living for. I know I'm here for a reason. When I look to the sky, oh, in the darkest night, I need a hope to believe in. I'm waiting, draw me closer, praying, oh. Give me life, show me who you are, shine your light, brighter than the stars, open up the sky. 
first song I heard from Voda was All Right, and I'm not sure if that was, what, 05 or 08. Anyway, do you feel the band was making an impact in the music scene at that time? Um, John Rivers from Caleb was on a kind of a Newsboys motorcycle trip in Mexico, and I think we both fell off motorcycles or something, and we were in a van together, and he's like, yeah, I'd really like to hear that, that new album, and of course, I had one with me, popped it in, and, and he just fell in love with it, and, and especially the song All Right. And, and really, for how rocking that song is to get us on Caleb was a really great opportunity for us. The tough thing for our band was my commitment to Newsboys didn't allow us to tour much unless it was last minute and I had the date off from Newsboys. So it was kind of bittersweet. Obviously, Newsboys brought attention to our group, but I, we couldn't just dive in fully to the opportunities that were actually presented to us at the time because of my commitment to Newsboys. So, I mean, really, you know, how these things go, we never had a, a song that kind of hit and took over the radio waves and made things easy and where we were a household name or anything. And, and you know, that's just sometimes the way the Lord's going to work it out for us. But yeah, that would have been probably one of our bigger songs because of Caleb playing it. Skies was the forecast today But where did they go? Well, I'm looking west I see cloudy skies at best Into 
Pretty easy to see why All Right from Voda grabbed everybody's ears. That was from 2005, and now the band makeup has changed. We'll hear about that from Brian and another song from their debut called Honestly. There's bound to have been changes over the years, and I guess one is that Voda's kind of streamlined now, being simply a two-piece. Has that had an effect on the music? You know what? It's not had much of an effect on the music other than when we um, put something together, it's like, okay, how are we going to pull this off live? And where that came to be was we do a lot of music for this unique men's ministry, almost like this secret fight club sort of (laughs) group of guys. That (laughs) um, What I love about it is it, it literally takes 20 influential leaders from across the country at a time, and we invest heavily in them. So, I mean, normally you think of 
ministries. It's how big can you go and let's fill the stadium sort of thing. And this was like, no, we, we are going to pour incredible time and resource into 20 people at a time. And we believe that, that those people will be able to influence their families and the people that they lead to change the world. And, and so I, I kind of love that concept. And um, this ministry helps guys to learn the art of solitude with God and finding balance between work and play and rest. And John and I, we do all the music for these guys, and we just got really good at doing as much music as we could as two people. And we just always talked like, man, we should figure out how to do this as a full band. Like, John's really good at, on the piano as well as playing drums. So it, it brings a fun challenge live, but it also makes it very interesting because now our stage setup, normally you see a drummer way in the back on a stand somewhere and and the band's all front where we bring John's drums right up front stage on the left side and I'm right next to him. And, and we've got a bunch of stuff on stage that just two of us are running around trying to figure out how to play. Um, <laughs> I designed a guitar that has two outputs and one of them, it sub octaves the lowest string to then go into a bass cabinet. So it sounds pretty much like a bass guitar. And then the other output goes to two guitar amps and, when I hit a chord, it sounds like I'm playing bass and guitar at the same time, which sounds pretty fun and huge. I mean, it's a nightmare when I mess up because it's like the whole band messed up. So it's been a challenge to work it out, but super fun. And John and I get along so well, like just musically, we really gel. So it's, it's actually been a great sort of challenge and setup. And then consequently now with everything happening with COVID, it kind of makes more sense. We are actually doing a, a house concert tour with Peter Furler from the Newsboys, and, and John and I are his backing band, and just doing for like 10 or 15 people. And, you know, in this day and age when we don't know when big live shows are going to come back, it kind of works for us to um, have the challenge of two people. And I think it's fun and interesting. Not many people get to see a two-person band, and when they see John running around from piano back to drums to a smaller kit, an electric kit, and then a synthesizer, like it visually is uncommon which is kind of fun for us to figure out the challenges of that. Honestly, can I tell you where I'm at? Honestly, can I pull the curtain back?
I want to take you back. 2016, the Fearless album, the title track says, I want to live fearless for you, and I want to stand for the truth. What about you personally, Brian? Like, what's been your most fearful moment? You're going deep, Dave. Hard questions. You know, some of that I'm not sure if I can fully answer, but it's where I get fearful, kind of the same old lessons just showing up in a different way. I do feel like I'm a pretty faithful person and I've got an adventurous spirit. And just even the way we do our band, you know, it's like, oh, let's do a two piece because no one's doing it. Let's do this Fearless album for an entire community in, in Nicaragua. Let's do this covers album. You're just looking for things that are um, a little outside the box. That's fun when the idea hits and you get excited, and, but that fear is always right there around the corner. You just sit there and go, I don't know if this is going to work out. You know, I, I hope this works out. And as life goes on, some of those same fears, you know, should I still be doing this? Am I going to be able to support my family? Those things, you know, there's, there's a very easy road we can take. I'm not saying it's always easy, but a lot of times we miss out on some of the things God wants for us because, because of those unknowns. And just because I'm willing to jump off a cliff a lot to do some different exciting things, it doesn't mean that I don't have those moments of going, oh man, I hope God's going to be there to catch me or guide me or, or get me back up on my feet if I fall on my face. And I think we keep learning those faith lessons over and over. I mean, as soon as you have a moment of victory in regards to faith, right around the corner, there's, there's another one. This is Brian with Boda, and you've got the antidote with Dave Hawkins. What if I take that leap and I fall on my face when I get up again? Should I just play it safe? Oh Lord, I need your strength. I'm tired of being afraid. Faith to move mountains, strength to face giants, let love shine in all I do. I wanna live fearless. I wanna live fearless for you. I'll take it step by step into the darkest night.
the truth. I walk through the waters, through the rivers, through the fire, Lord, with you. I wanna live free. Fearless, the title track on Voda's 2016 release. I haven't been seeing any fearless people since COVID came along. I guess we're all hoping that's going to change soon. Something I was curious about was what might have changed with the band itself. Switching topics here, I think other bands would find it inspiring to see Voda going strong after two decades. But I'd like to know, is the message in your walk still the same as when it began? I'm trying to remember 20 years ago, Brian. I remember having a certain way I thought music should be. And then when people start paying attention, especially labels and things like that, they all throw their opinion in and they're supposed to be the experts. And a lot of times you kind of follow the advice. Hey, you should change your name. Let's do this. We need a single. You should write with this person. Um, A lot of it is great, but sometimes some of it's unfortunate. And I, I think what you see in a lot of music, not just Christian music, but you can kind of see what was unique about the artists get watered down a bit because there's a formula that works. And, and sometimes that works great. Sometimes it doesn't. So I feel like now I'm a little more fearless. Like, yes, I'm going to make an album of cover songs with Tom Petty and U2 and an artist that you know, some people in the Christian circles will go, wait a minute, these guys, they don't follow God. You know what I mean? Like, I feel secure in my faith and, and how I feel about some of these songs that like, no, I, I think this is valuable. And I'm not just doing things rogue without any input, but I'm not going to be fearful that, you know, a record label or the masses are going to accept it. So it, it feels a little bit more rock and roll now. I want to put out things that I really feel we're supposed to do rather than, oh, will some radio station play this? You know, where back then it was a lot of that involved. We wanted to be a successful band. We wanted to support our families doing music. And a lot of that, there's like a current of fear underneath it because you're, you're hoping that you can make it all work. Um, and, and I feel like now I'm still trying to push that fear away. And who God has matured me to be 20 years later, what is that supposed to look like in the music I do now? So, yeah, I think it's alive as ever and and hopefully in many ways matured. Well, I may be strange, but I really do think that Voda's latest album, your cover album, 
is actually one of your most interesting. It's all cover songs that Voda looks at through a Christian lens. Where did the idea come from? The idea kind of came from this Harbor Ministries, this unique men's gathering where these 20 guys would come out to a house on the river in Estes, Colorado, and we were brought in to lead worship. And I'm a worship pastor. I lead worship most every weekend. And honestly, I have this feeling that there's a lot of men out there that um, don't always resonate with a lot of the worship songs that are sung, that are popular. I have a lot of guy friends, honestly, that wait for the music to be done, and then they come in for the preaching, and, you know, they're they're not hand-raisers and worshipers in that sense, and, and they can tend to feel that a lot of our worship music is more effeminate, and it's not manly, and, and, and all of that kind of resonates with me in a way. I think the song that kicked it off for me was U2's I Still Haven't Found What I'm Looking For. I just, I loved the simplicity in the song and the boldness where a guy that's experienced everything that this world has to offer would sing a verse and, and basically say, you know, I believe in the kingdom come and all the colors will bleed into one. You know, I believe it. You broke the bonds, you lose the change, you carried the cross of my shame. Like he's basically crying out, you know, I believe this, but I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Like, man, that's a very simple statement, but you just don't hear that a lot on a Sunday morning. It's all like, God, you are my all in all and you are my strength and God, you are awesome and great. And those are all true things. But sometimes you need to say, man, I know you're everything, God, but sometimes I just don't feel it. And sometimes I'm just tired of not seeing your face or hearing an audible voice. Like we long for what is going to be after this life with the God that loves us. And so I just look for more songs like that. And I figure uh, a lot of average guys would listen to Tom Petty and some rock and roll. And if I'm doing this ministry for these guys and we get to the last night, I'm realizing how much power is in the room. These are leaders that, that God is that blessed with so many roles. You know, they're husbands, they're fathers, they are brothers, they are employers, employees, they're pastors. And the reality is there is a devil that wants to kill and destroy everything good in these guys. And I, I needed a song that was a battle cry for these guys. And I just couldn't find a, you know, a Chris Tomlin song or some other worship song that, that did it any better than Tom Petty's I Won't Back Down. You can stand me up at the gates of hell, but I won't back down. Like, that's the song we needed to sing in that moment. And so... Oh, and that song has been covered by so many Christian artists. Yeah. Never officially. You guys are the first official one I've seen.
a collection of these together and had a unique title that says, you know, Exploring God Through the Music of David Bowie, Tom Petty. In my mind, I hope for a stray person that is so disenfranchised with the church, in their mind, one or two people have messed it up for them where they're never going to step foot in a church building or listen to Christian music. They might somehow come across a title like this and go, huh, I wonder what that's about. And maybe they'll listen and maybe they'll hear something a little bit different, you know? And that was kind of the intent. I do understand that because the tagline of the antidote is Christian music that doesn't suck. That's awesome. As in the mainstream, too. But yeah, there's a lot of Christian music that does suck. It does. And and don't you think a lot of it comes into what we're talking about, being fearless? I mean, I know the game behind the scenes and what happens is well, if we're going to have something really successful, we better write something in a worship format so it can be sung at a church and, and then maybe make the radio and, and people will hear it. And it's like, well, wait a minute. What about just putting a, a great song out there? And if it doesn't hit the masses, you know, I realize that we all have to somehow survive and make money here in some way. But I kind of miss those people that take a chance on a song like a Bohemian Rhapsody, that's seven minutes long, that never should have gotten played on any radio station, but they had the guts to throw something like that out there. Like, I wish stuff like that would happen. I mean, Christians, I think, should be pioneering that sort of mentality. And, you know, I felt like we had a lot of that. Like, the, the 90s Christian music was, was really awesome. There was some great bands that, that were just... It was really innovative. Wasn't it? And I feel like we've lost some of that. And you know what? I think what's happening now is is the really good bands that are led by believers, they're just not wearing that 
banner as a Christian band. And so they're just putting out great music and it's just harder to find them. Maybe, you know, you really just have to kind of have to search for it. I want to head back to, I still haven't found what I'm looking for. I'd read that Bono said, I still haven't found what I'm looking for is an anthem of doubt more than faith. Mm. So as believers, should we have doubts? Well, should we, or let's be honest, do we? I mean, doubts come. I know I have doubts. Given the right circumstance, for me, I think for anyone, we can move from faith to fear or doubt pretty quickly. I think it's just natural. There's this ebb and flow of doubt. I mean, I've, I've had some very difficult circumstances that, that have happened in my life, but I think the undercurrent of that is sometimes it's like, well, where else do I go? I mean, it, I don't know if that's doubt, but it's like, where else would I run? If I'm going to doubt God now, and I'm going to doubt that he is good and he is there and he is for me. What are my other options? Sometimes at least to the level of my doubt might go, man, based on the circumstances I'm seeing, God, I can't tell if you're here or not, or if you're upset or if you're paying attention at all. I got to hold on to the fact that I know that you are true and good, even though I'm, I'm not feeling it right now. You know, I mean, I think those doubts are, are going to come. and I think it's good to work through them. I think it's good to sing about them. I think it's unfortunate to just take the struggles and the doubts that we all have in our faith and just kind of keep that under the rug and make sure we only sing about the highs and God's goodness and, you know, and his faithfulness. Yes, of course. But let's be honest. We believe a pretty crazy story. The God of the universe sent his son to live a perfect life, died on a cross and rose again. All our chips are in on that story. Tim Keller is one of my favorite preachers, and I just remember, I think it was a phrase that he said, you know, it's not even the quality of our faith that saves us, it's the object of our faith, and that's Jesus. The depth of my salvation goes beyond my feelings, it's way stronger than my doubts. So my trust is not going to be swayed by my seasons of life that might have more doubts and questions than answers. It's going to be more firm than that.
found it odd that some Christians, and certainly Christian radio in particular, have a difficult time accepting the faith aspect of U2. It could be their stance on social and political issues. Then maybe it's things like expressing doubt in the song, I still haven't found what I'm looking for. That's why I'm happy that Voted decided to cover the song. I want to give a big thanks to all the regular listeners to The Antidote. Whether you find us on the Effect Radio Network, Trent Radio, and as a podcast on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, or theantidoteradio.com. Thanks again for getting into Christian music that doesn't suck. If you're a prog metal fan, you'll want to tune in The Antidote next week. You'll hear the conversation I had with the veteran Australian band, Terra Maze. And that talk went so well, and the band's songs are so long, it's going to be a two-part feature. Brian and I also had a long talk about Voda itself and the causes they support. The last part of the interview is coming up, along with their take on the music of Foo Fighters. Enjoy this, and I'll see you next week. Something that impresses me about you guys is that... Everyone wants to make the world a better place, but Voda really takes it a whole lot further. I still haven't found what I'm looking for is the third Voda album with proceeds going to support a cause. Can you explain how this works? For sure. It's kind of weird. We were making our current website and looking back on all the albums we've ever done. It's like, you know, there's there's a theme kind of threaded through all of them. Uh, Even that first album that you heard all right on, we ended up, giving about 20 or 30,000 of those away to all the high school students that we would travel to in these public high schools and, um, you know, kind of used it to help this organization, Food for the Hungry, that was fighting AIDS at the time. It's like, wow, every album has had kind of a mission element to it. And I, and I, I feel like God has given me, part of my purpose is to use music to connect people that need help with people that can help. And I love coming up with creative ways to do that. The bold jump in this album is we're not planning on releasing it to the masses. We're really holding it back and going, hey, do you want to jump in 
to help this community in Mexico with us, then we want to give you the album. And uh, so it's pretty bold to pour as much heart and soul as we have into these songs and then to really limit it to about 300 people is what we're hoping. If we, if we meet our community goal and get the 300 kids sponsored, which we're at about 80 right now, which is pretty great. So we're almost Mm -hmm. a third of the way there. Then I think at some point, you know, after some time, maybe we'll even ask all the fans like, Hey, can we put this on Spotify? Can we celebrate what was done? But we're, we're really trying to keep the focus to let's see what God does with this story. I mean, we literally made an album for 300 people, 300 families in Babashi, Mexico, and hopefully 300 fans that say, yes, I'm going to sponsor a child in this community to help what's going on there and, and be a part of a unique community. Well, that's certainly giving. As you've said, the music of Voda is focused on helping others. But let's make it selfish for a minute. What do you personally get out of this, Brian? Well, we were able to partner with Child Fund to make the album. So Child Fund really took a risk on us and partnered with us to help us make the album. Because So they put the funds together so we could actually get as high quality recording as we got. As you would know, I'm not recording this in my bedroom. We hired a producer. We hired a mixing engineer and, and mastering and all of that to make a top-notch, high-quality album. And Child Fund helped make that happen so we could do this. So they have saw what we've done in the past. It's just a, a nice, beautiful, easy arrangement. It's like, hey, we want to help you guys out. We've been to this community with you. And they don't normally give churches or artists a very specific community. You know, they're, they're helping in countries all over the world. And I said, hey, we really want to kind of make a small strategic focus for a specific community. And they're all about partnering with us on that. So, so I guess what's in it for us is we got to make art for um, some people to enjoy and just the process of making it, trying to figure out how the best way to make these songs. And also prayerfully going, God, we really need you to show up here not only the making of the album, but kind of a crazy idea to make an album for 300. I I hope it works out, you know. I really love that you guys included my favorite Foo Fighters song for the covers album. (laughs) And something that's interesting is that I'd read that BBC Radio 1 organized a huge number of artists to cover times like these. They chose the song because the lyrics fit how people have been reaching out to others during the pandemic. So now we get to hear your story. What was Voda's intention for including times like these? What's funny is we recorded that before I saw that collaboration, and it was awesome. A little bit bittersweet, because I'm like, oh, that came out before our release, you know, but, <laughs> which is, is no big deal. It's just, I, it just kind of solidified the hunch of like, I just love that chorus. It's times like these we learn to live again. It's times like these we learn. You're always learning the Christian walk, if you've been a Christian for any period of time, you wish you could cross things off the list. Like, oh, I know how to love now. I know how to be faithful now. And, and as soon as you have it, you're learning it again in a in different circumstance and a different angle. And, and you're always going back to the basics, even in your Christian walk. You're learning not to be fearful. You're learning faith. So I was faithful today, tomorrow. Watch out. You know, watch what what what's coming around the corner. So I just love that chorus. I mean, it's such a great song that it fits so well man, the, the faith walk is going to be singing that chorus over and over and over again. And of course, it fit 
for most of us this past year because of the pandemic. Perfect. Brian, I really appreciate you taking time for the antidote, and thanks for this talk about Voda. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, and uh, I wish you the best, and and, uh, look forward to talking to you again soon. I'm a one-way motorway I'm the road that drives away That follows you back home I I'm a street light shining I'm a white light blind and bright Burning off and on This sounds like Time and time again